Welcome to the podcast with a purpose with information and content meant to motivate, aspire and inspire you from romance author and host Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call her my welcome to an experience. This is the Purple Charm Experience. Greetings, everyone. My quote of the day comes from Lao Tzu, and uh, it states, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And when I thought about that quote, I started to think about, you know, we just passed Mother's Day last month, and we just passed Father's Day this past weekend. And I think about my own life and um, how being deeply loved gives me my strength to move and go and do in life. And how loving someone deeply gives me courage to stand up to, you know, whatever life's obstacles throw at, throws at me. And it made me think about being a mother. You know, there are times I remember prior to being a mother and growing up and then becoming a, an adult and you know there were things that I would be afraid of or apprehensive about trying you know I've always had the confidence to go out and do and go out and you know be a go-getter but I I can't say um you know that it, there haven't been times where I was a little bit nervous even though I said to myself yeah Mari you're gonna do it you you gotta go you gotta try but I still have these these moments where I was doubtful. <laughs> I think as I've grown older, I've gotten more confident in just being who I am and, and knowing, you know, what I'm capable of doing and my ability. And that gives me courage every day to stand my ground and, and, and do what I love to do wholeheartedly. And I think it's through the love of of being loved by my husband and my son and family and friends that helps to support that courage but particularly my 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 unit my my home unit which is my son and my husband that gives me the courage that I need um to go out here and do what I do and then being able to love them back you know truly deeply um, it gives me strength to stand, you know, as a, as a wife, as a mother, um, you know, as a daughter, as a cousin, um, as a sister. And, um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the strength that love being loved and giving love gives me. I'm proud of that strength. I'm proud of that courage. And I just want you to know you know, that this, this, this quote resonate should resonate with all of us, especially those of us who are go-getters, particularly those of us who have overcome some sort of apprehension to get where we are and, um, or obstacles to get where we are. Cause I know that we all go through things in life. Um, and we all have our own testimonies to give, but I think, um, when you have love in your life and it, it, it shows up on a regular basis and you don't have to 
beg for it. You don't have to, you know, plead for it. And it's given freely to you by the people around you that love you and you're able to reciprocate. You will see undeniable, unbelievable, incredible strength and courage that comes out of you. And it comes out of you in a force that you're able to put into everything, every aspect of what you do. And uh, I just wanted to, to, to bring that, that quote to all of our attentions today because I feel like it's something that can, you know, give us some sort of uh, motivation and inspiration as we think about how we're moving throughout the world and where love comes from and shows up in our life and how it manifests through the things that we do. And hopefully that the love that uh, you are receiving is deeply coming from someone who deeply loves you and the love that you're giving um, is a deep love that you give to someone else and that the manifestation of that love that you give and receive um, is strength and courage that comes through in everything that you do. Blessings. Hi, everybody. I hope all is well. And today's topic, I wanted to discuss my desire to eventually turn my books into audible books. Um, one of the things that I have been definitely looking into for the past, I say a year and a half, maybe I knew it was something that I wanted to do initially when I wrote my books. And I've been doing research and trying to decide the best way to go about um, putting my books to audio and, um, and, and, and actually offer them, offering them as audio versions. And so um, a couple of reasons why I have not done so already, uh, one of them being um, going through ACX, um, which is the Amazon platform where you, um, share your work or share your books as an audible book. Um, it is fairly or relatively easy to, to do. Um, the only issue that I have with it right now is that I would prefer to read my books myself and that way, I do not have to share my royalties or pay a fee to the um, narrator or the person that is actually reading my books. Now, I mean, it is it's nice to actually have someone read my books for me. Uh, someone that's trained as an artist, you know, as a voiceover artist or whatnot to actually read my books for me. But, you know, when I thought about it and I was doing research on it, I kept going back to the fact that I want to own every aspect of my work, including the audible books, including reading these books for myself and, uh, and allowing, you know, people who enjoy my work to actually hear it from my my voice my uh my inflection you know 
how I intended for these these words to be spoken. And so that is one of the main reasons why I have not um, completed my book on Audible yet. Also, um, finding or having the space to do it where there is, you know, no extra sound in the background and it's a you know a solid area where I can record without interruption and record in a soundproof room where I can control you know the noise the potential noise factor and so there is a there's just a bit of a bit of you know preparation that one goes through to make sure that an audible book is, you know, you are in the, in the correct environment or the type of environment that is conducive to creating a final product that people want to listen to. And so I'm, I'm currently trying to figure that portion out. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy hearing when I read my, you know, my flash stories or, you know, things that I've written and I share here on this platform. Um, it's kind of like the um, um, a way for me to share my work prior to actually doing um, the uh, recording and doing an audible and actually preparing myself for the opportunity to do an audible because for the longest time, I never really liked how I sound on playback or, or recorded. Um, I grew up feeling like, oh, my voice sounds horrible. And I've gotten feedback from people who've listened to my podcast, specifically uh, friends who enjoy listening to my podcast that, you know, say that I have a very soothing voice and that they enjoy listening to me speak. And so that's very encouraging. And it makes me feel like I can do this and that. Um, one day I can actually have an audible book that people enjoy listening to. And so I'm hoping, you know, within the next year or so, um, with preparation and, and, and finding the, the environment where I can actually record and get it done in a timely manner that I will be able to do this and upload it and, and have this as part of, you know, the, um, products that I'm actually sharing with people so um yeah I mean it's just a natural progression as an author to be able to do something like this um I don't take it lightly and I don't want to rush into it because I really want the final product to be perfect and I want it to be you know something that I'm proud of and that people will enjoy and so um I just wanted to share that little bit of information with you guys um it is something that I've thought about. <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask me, well, when is the when is the um, the audible book coming out? <laughs> you know, and it's for me, it's not like I actually have a place where I could just jump on and actually, you know, read my books and, and get it done and over with. Um, it takes a little bit of time because I'm, I'm one woman show <laughs> and um I'm not blessed to have all of this equipment and things ready, readily available. And it takes time to really do your research and gear up to get ready for something like that. Because the one thing that I didn't want to do 
is to get myself in a situation where I sign a contract with potentially a voiceover um, artist or someone um, that I've chosen to actually read my books for me and not choose the best option where it comes to when it comes to uh, you know which plan do you want to pay a fee because there's two different types you can pay a fee um, like a like a standard fee um, up front and it's just you know one fee you sign a contract they read the book and they get paid up front and that's it and you don't do any um, residual royalties or you can do where each time someone downloads I believe each time someone downloads that book and read it they will get a percentage of the royalties from your book sales and that is definitely something that I did not want to do and then the other option is actually reading the book yourself so that all of the proceeds that you make from your books go to the actual author and so that is something that is is you know is very important and important to me as the author as the person who created this work that you know everything that's associated with potential um um profits that to that could be made from my work that it goes actually to me or my business and so you know as an author or as someone who is um in a space of creating that you you know you just want to be careful with that kind of thing and you know handing stuff like that over to people you don't want to do that at least I don't want to do that I don't want to agree to doing something like that and so that's why it's very important to me to do the type of you know groundwork and research ahead of time to make sure I'm making the best decision possible before I jump into any type of agreement with anyone and um, if anybody I'd much rather be (laughs) in agreement with myself (laughs) That I'm going to read this book and then whatever profits that I make from it, it goes directly to me and or my business. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that um, that part of my journey with you, because something that's very important to me that I am working towards, um, of course, when it drops, I will be sharing it. (laughs) That'll be a happy moment for me. But, you know, I think it's something that all um, authors think about is you know potential earning you know or excuse me the earning potential of their works and the next phases of their works you know you can't do it all at once but um you know with step by step and planning you can do each of these things you know in time and that's what I'm working towards and I'm glad that I'm taking the time that's needed to make sure that I make the best decisions possible when it comes to my work Um, my books, um, and everything that I do. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely keep bringing it up (laughs) as I go through the process. And, you know, if once I actually start at recording and whatnot, I will share that journey as well, because I think it's important, um, to share best practices and lessons learned in case there's anyone that's listening that might be starting their authorship journey, and um looking for um you know encouragement or pointers or best practices from someone who may have done it 
you know, ahead of you or is in the same boat with you that may uh, can share some 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 encouraging words or feedback that you can use. So with that being said, I'm so glad that you listened today and um, on to the next segment. Hello everyone and today I have a wonderful sip for you. I hope you're ready. Today I have a beautiful wine that I uh, that I tasted. Um, actually uh, I tasted this a while ago but I want to share it with you because it's a it's a really great sip and I think if you love white wines you're gonna love this one. Um, this particular wine is called Behringer Private Reserve. The vintage was 2018. Um, it is out of the Sonoma, California region. Um, the producer is Behringer Vineyards, and the ABV, which is the alcohol by volume percentage, is 15%. Now, this particular wine is a Chardonnay. Um, it, like I said, is a, a wonderful, a wonderful wine, and if you love chardonnays then um you know that uh these wines are just (laughs) wonderful sipping wines are wonderful with dinner um i i enjoy drinking them and uh i think you'll enjoy this one um like for me uh some of the 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 attributes of this wine is that has like a medium intensity as far as the color goes it looked as if it was like a, a golden color um the and the intensity on the nose was kind of medium as well it had tropical fruit characteristics which uh gives me the impression that it was grown the, these particular grapes was grown in a warmer climate which is great which is typical of uh, of wines that have like a tropical fruit type uh um aroma which is which means like it smells like pineapple or banana or you may smell peaches in this particular wine for me um those are some of the notes that i picked up when i tasted it the sweetness was kind of medium i mean it wasn't it was kind of like an off uh uh off um off dry little you know a little hint of sweetness um the acidity was medium it had high alcohol alcohol content for sure um the body was to me was pretty light flavor was medium and it has some characteristics of uh of oak to me like i said tropical fruit and um the finish was is was very nice so some of my additional comments that I had when I when I sipped this wine was that the alcohol content was of this wine actually is 14.8%. Um, and it was a delightful sip. The acidity is, is pronounced. Uh, I did taste a slight hint of oakiness. And what I did learn about this particular wine is that it is aged in French oak barrels. And um, this wine just had a really rich, really rich taste. And uh, it was just delicious. And like I said, it would be perfect with uh, 
with a you know a dinner with dinner that's you know like a light fare um like a pasta or maybe uh seafood um but definitely one of those those particular wines that you want to try if you're into whites and you're looking for something that's really nice to sip on over the summer and if you want to, you know, you can chill this wine and it'll just be a, a wonderful, wonderful, delicious addition to uh, your summer entertaining. So I hope you like this week's sip and join me next week when I give you another one of my favorites um, for the week. everybody today um for our prince history a little bit of purple history i am going to be touching on the dirty mind album by prince and my three facts that come from this particular album or that surrounds this particular album this week is number one cindy lopper recorded when you were mine and it was one of her biggest hits in 1983 um, my source for this was the People Magazine, April 2021 um, edition. And I just want to say that, you know, this that, that song is definitely one of my favorite songs and uh, from that album. And um, Cyndi Lauper was definitely one of my favorite artists in the 80s, still is. I always love how funky she was and, you know, how she wore her hair, different colors and um, her attire was always funky. And, uh, I remember early on Madonna came out dressing the same way. Like they just had this look about them that was really cool and, um, just, you know, of the time and it, seeing them, especially of Cindy, um, and those clothes from that era just reminds me of my childhood and, um, girls just want to have fun. I'll never forget that, uh, that video and watching it on Saturday mornings. And yeah, she was just definitely one of my favorite artists, um, of that era. And to know that she recorded one of his songs and it was one of her biggest hits. Um, it was pretty dope to read, um, that little bit of history. Um, our second fact this week comes from Ebony, uh, uh, the, um, Ebony magazine from 1986 when Prince said I said to myself if I put my bloodstream on vinyl then this is what it would be in terms of this album and this is what he was thinking and what he said at that moment about how he felt about this album so again he said I said to myself if I could put my bloodstream on vinyl this is what it would be and that says a lot because this, this album was, you know, I would have to say it's probably, you know, at the time it was probably really, really controversial. It had some really, you know, significant, um, tracks on here that, um, talked about, um, incest. It talked about, um, you know, um, oral, <laughs> oral sex and then it, it was just really pushing pushing the line um and so I can only imagine you know what his mindset was at the time 
um, when he when he did this album, but it's definitely one of his more more controversial albums. I would have to say because of the content that's on it. Um, it's talking about you know breakup. It was it was like really carefree actually because of the way that you know he was discussing how he would meet potential lovers. Uh, also, what it was like to just you know, be free and just live and just be with whoever you wanted to be with. And, you know, like on Uptown, um, it's talked about breakup or, you know, basically being cheated on. And when you were mine, um, have being sexually active and do it all night. I mean, this, this, this album was, you know, controversial and with head and sister talking about incest and giving oral pleasure like it's seriously one of those songs I mean one of these albums that it was pushing <laughs> pushing the mark at the time and if this was what was in his bloodstream then you know you know that never left he may have become more conservative and about the way he shared his work and shared his feelings and the things that he was talking about as he got older but that never leaves your if that's in your bloodstream then isn't it was definitely in his bloodstream later so I just appreciate him saying that you know what was in his bloodstream is what he you know what he put on vinyl and that's what this album was and then our final that comes from the lead single Uptown it became a dance floor hit, climbing to number five on the Billboard Hot and Soul and Hot Dance Club charts. And Prince will perform unforgettable hit, another unforgettable hit, Party Up, while making his Saturday night debut on February 21st, 1981. And Prince credited engineer Jamie Starr on this album, one of the many pseudonyms and the name that I based my character on Nathaniel Jamie Starks off of um, my book um, The Violet Rose so I know I've said it many times before and I, I will continue to say it because I enjoy talking about how these characters in my books and many other different um, places things um, purple charms or gems is what I call them in my books have relations um, or lead back to Prince and this is one of them um, Jamie Starr as I said is definitely one of the the names that pseudonyms that Prince used for himself whenever he would produce for other artists in addition to producing tracks on his own albums and so when I created um, Nate and my book it was a combination of this name, Jamie Starr, and the name um, that he mentions in Sign of the Times, Let's Have a Baby and Name Him Nate. So I decided to use both and say that my character's name is Nathaniel Jamison Starks, and his nickname was Nate. And... I mean, there's just a, a my nod to, to Prince. And if you read my books, then now you know the origins of where Nate's name comes from. So those are our three facts for this week. I hope you enjoyed them. 
And I hope that you will also join me next week when I have three more new facts for you from another Prince album. Hi guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. I hope you enjoyed it, but in the meantime, in between time, I hope that you will also take a moment to check out my website, www.creativecalfaray.com, where you can find more information about me, my books, my merchandise, and more. Also, while you're there, I hope you, you will sign up for my newsletter by subscribing. If you also want to re- receive exclusive content and merchandise that pertains to this podcast, please sign up for my Patreon page by becoming a member. And finally, if you really enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider sharing with your friends and family. I appreciate it and they deserve to get this great information too. So until we meet again, I'll see you next time. Bye.